Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You are listening to Racing Nation, and our thanks to Dynamic Form. Let's have a look at our ratings, review, and preview presented to you. With thanks to Dynamic Form, serious punting, serious form, log on to dynamicform.com.au. It is Australia's most in-depth form guide, powered by Dynamic Odds. Joining us now from Dynamic Form, Jack Smallhorn. How are you? Good, James. How are you going? Yes, very well. What did we learn from last week? Some pretty yes. good performances to the eye. Yeah, there were some yeah, very impressive performances, especially up there in Queensland. Um, firstly, we'll have a look at the take of the target stakes that... Um, think it over one. He was beautifully ridden there to overpower Bacchanalia late and uh, and win the race. He, just from that wide gate, we're a bit worried about him, but he slotted into a beautiful spot and um, yeah, his last 200 metres was outstanding. He, he really merged the line to, to reel in that leader. So he's run a 60 there, which is a career peak for him and, and the highest figure recorded um, at Gosford on Saturday. So he's obviously an outstanding talent and now the Stradbroke favourite, which um, looks warranted. So he goes to the Kingsford Smith in, um, I think, two or three weeks. And that's a wait for age, which will be a little bit tougher for him. But then, obviously, going to be extremely hard to beat when he gets to that Stradbroke and, and can come back down in the weight. So he looks um, a really, really promising horse. But um, one of these ones that we see emerge during the Brisbane winter and then could go on to some big things during the spring and, and, <clears throat> and the autumn next year in Sydney. So... Yeah, definitely um, a big watch on here. Now, top pick in the race, Clemens, so didn't have a heap go right. He, he got caught three pairs back on the fence and then was held up straightening. He has to go back to the inferior ground there in the straight on the fence uh, and just, yeah, it was sort of just game over there. But I thought he ran on really well under the circumstances. So if he can find a like a mid-level sprint or a group two sprint or something in Brisbane over the next couple of weeks, um, I want to stick with him for sure. They're probably the two to take out of the race. Uh, the rest of them, as we mentioned last week, they're just sort of um, good quality listed level sprinters that um, that do their best. So, yeah, for, for mine, think about it. Um, obviously, an outstanding prospect. And then Clemens, I don't want to drop off him. He, he was quite a good run. And if he finds a, a nice race during the Brisbane Winter Carnival, I want to be on him. The highlight of the day for me was this um, was Yellow Brick. He was outstanding. Uh, he, ran a six, he ran a 59, sorry, after being trapped three wide no cover on a hot speed in the Gold Coast Guineas and he was he was pulling away from them over the last 100 metres so it would have been scary to see what he would have run, what rating he would have run if he had a, you know, posied up just behind the speed and, and had a softer run. Um, definitely the win of the day for me. So he now goes to Stradbroke as well as his main mm. target and his second favourite there behind. Think about it. So it's a bit can of you, give me, a, can you give me a comparison with with that run, what does that rank around or near or something like that, like from past runs or anything like that? Uh, with Yellow Brick? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah with that up, rating. He, yeah, he was up about three or four points on, on his uh, his um, previous best run. So that's when you think he sat three wide on a on a hot yeah, well, speed during it tough, if he had a, you know, it would have been very interesting to see what he would have run if he had a nice soft run behind them and was able to sprint away and put three or four on them. So... Um, yeah, they're both really, really promising horses. I think Yellow Bricks win a bit better considering the hot speed, three wide, no cover. Um, and think about it was able to find that bit of cover, three wide, um, and just blend in the race on the turn and also found the best going out wide. Um, so yeah, they're both great prospects and it's a bit of a mouth-watering clash, isn't it? That, um, yeah. And they're not the only ones that are going to be there, obviously, but, um, they're two of the headliners. Um, what else from the Gold Coast? Lady Laguna, 
she was solid again. She's she's very honest. She found a good spot back on the fence, three pairs back on the fence, and and got that rails running the straight. Looked a bit of a threat, you know, halfway down the straight, but was no match for the winner, Yellow Brick Lake. I thought end assembly too. I don't want to drop off him. He ran so well. He happened to used up from a wide gate, and it's, I just don't think that's his go to be pushed out the lead like that. But um, he had to work really hard, got to the front. And did give a bit of a kick there at the 300, but just was was found wanting that last 150. So I'm definitely not dropping off him. He's a, he's a big talent as well, and uh, if he can find a race, and that, just a bit like Clemenceau, if he can find a Group Two or Group Three during the carnival, uh, I definitely want to be on him. He didn't have any luck first up, and then he's run that good race on Saturday. So I'm following in assembly still, but yeah, Yellow Brick ultra impressive in the in the Gold Coast Guineas. And the Robert Sankster, um, Ruthless Dame here, just a six start, ran a, a career best rating of 62.5 to win the race. It bettered the 61 she ran when beaten the nose by Sunshine in Paris in the surround stakes uh, in February uh, earlier in the carnival. John Allen, it was a great ride from a wide gate. John Allen just, just sort of took his medicine, found a spot uh, three wide with a bit of cover and, and just backed her to run over the top of them late, which she did. Ruffy, another award, ran a nice race too. She She's run a peak rating there of 60.5 to run second and was really hitting the line strongly late, pulling a bit of ground off the winner. She actually ran fourth in this race as well last year at Big Odds, so um, she's got a bit of form of stepping up on on uh, that big race day. Uh, Zapateo ran nicely as well. Just from the gate, it had to get a couple of pairs further back than it probably would have liked to, um, and that may have been the difference in winning or losing, but it, it ran really well as well. The big disappointment was Bella Nipotino. I was very keen there, and she looked mm. to have every chance. She, she jumped well and put herself in a nice spot, but just couldn't match him in the run home. That's one of the worst figures she's run in two years. So I'm just wondering if that um, trip to Perth may have just knocked her around a bit, you know, going over and then coming back in a couple of weeks may have just knocked her around a bit. But, um, yeah, she was very disappointing to the eye, for sure. Um, that's, and that's, yeah, so that's, that's a look at that's yeah. look at South Australia, yeah. And as I said, it was uh, yeah, it was an interesting interesting race. But gee, Johnny Allen loves South Australia. I think it's the other day. The group one over there is uh, incredible. Beauty. I think he's nearly we're about to have a look at the the derby, but I think he's won four or five of those South Australian derbies as well. And when you think he came out here as a jumps jockey, exactly, uh, it's a great yeah. story. Yeah, that yeah. is a great rider. That's a great story. So all right, so that's so that's a look at uh, at the recap there from last week, but. She looks like there's a few there to jump on board with, but by the sounds of things, particularly keen to pick the real horse to follow is the the, the Toowoomba sensation in Yellow Brick. Yeah, yeah, he's a beauty. He, he, yeah, I mean, as I said to you last week, he could nearly be unbeaten. So, um, and yeah, I just would have loved to have seen what he would have been able to do on Saturday had he had that nice little you know smother up behind him and then just be coiled up to go bang. But um, he did it the tough way and um, yeah, was just super strong through the last hundred meters still. So. Really, really excited to see uh, what he does for the next couple of runs in the in the Brisbane Winter, and the Brisbane Winter Carnival. All right, we'll have a look at that. And you speak of the Brisbane Winter Carnival, we move to one of the great days this weekend. Where we talked about Adelaide as well. Let's have a look and see uh, what the ratings tell us about some of the big ones this weekend. We might start in South Australia, as we were just talking about. It is South Australian Derby Day, 2,500 metres of Group 1. Uh, big field to go around here as well. Looks a pretty good field as well, actually. What do the ratings tell us about the Derby for 2023 in South Australia? Yeah, I think it's a pretty good betting race, this um, South Australian Derby. She's very open, um, and the, the favourite for the race this year, she's fit, who ran second in the Oaks a couple of weeks ago. So... Um, 
she's um, favourite to beat the boys. Our ratings have found a bit of value here in high approach for the informers, which is Sam Inform, Johnny Allen. Uh, he ran a huge race in the Australian Derby. He had to get a long way back, and they walked in that race and was one of the only ones to make up ground, and he, he ran home really strongly for fifth. So I loved his run there. He, he's a strong stayer. Prior to that, he ran well in the Alistair Class Stakes off a wide run uh, at the Valley. So I like that sort of Sydney-Melbourne form heading into these South Australian features. And um, as I was saying, there's there's no doubt about him running at a strong 2,400 metres. So he looks really big odds to us at around the $15, $16 mark from a, from a good gate where he can position up a little bit closer um, this Saturday and should get every chance to give you a great a great run for your money at around that $15 mark. We've got Promises kept the clear danger on the back of the dominant win in the Bendigo St. Ledger trial last month. He just gradually strode across and, and worked up outside the leader and then just put them away at the top of the straight. It was, um, it was really a most impressive win. So you end up winning that race by three and a half lengths. He's another who's not going to have any issues at all running out 2,400 metres. And that can be one of the, the tricks with these three odds because a lot of them, you know, they're new to the distance and they um they can be a little unknown in it. To know that your horse is going to run that 2,400 metres out strong is a, is a big advantage. So um really like those two. Uh, as I said, it's an open race, but happy to have a little, you know, two-bet two, two bet play here at, at two at pretty good odds. So high approach is, is the main play at around the $15 mark but then don't want to lose on the race if Promises kept win, uh, wins the race. And I think he's at around $8 or $9. So, yeah, looking happy to look for a bit of value there in the um, South Australian derby. All right, so high approach is the four, and the nine is Promises kept. All right, so that's a look at the big derby from South Australia. Let's head to Queensland, the Sunshine State. It's doing 10,000 day, a big card of racing here. Let's have a look at a couple of the features Jack, we might start with the Spirit of Boom Classic. It's uh, Group 2 over 1,200 metres here for the two-year-olds. And, again, a pretty interesting affair, this. What do the ratings tell us about the Spirit of Boom? Yeah, I thought this was an interesting race to mention just because we've got the uh, Japan who's, who's been competing at the top level through through the Sydney Carnival, uh, ran very well in the slipper. And then you've got um, this Appen girl who's the local who was was outstanding last start? Didn't didn't have a whole heap um, go her way, but still managed to overcome all those difficulties and, and win by a length and a half in the end. So we've got very little between them. Uh, Empire of Japan narrowly gets the nod. Just he's clearly got the best figures um, out of anything in this race. And if you put a line through his run in the size produce on that bottomless track last start, his form reads really well. He, he's beaten just over three lengths in the slipper, and then was far from disgrace behind Cylinder and Red Resistance in the Tottenham Stakes prior to that. So, as I said, he's the best-performed runner in the race and and at the odds, um, happy to happy to play him around $6. I've got plenty of respect, though, for this Appen girl who, um, as I mentioned, overcame trouble last start to win and ran a 49.5. So that's another one where the rating can be a little bit misleading because if she had everything go away, probably runs a few points better than that and it looks mm-hmm. a... You know, it looks a better win. So, um, yeah, she was impressive in the Darrello winning that race after a finding bit of difficulty in overcoming it. She's going to get a nice run here. Barrier one, just posy up straight behind the speed, I think, um, and be in this for a long way. But at the odds, um, as I said, didn't, there's not a heap between them on, on our figures. So, uh, we've got, uh, what have we got? Empire Japan, a $3 chance and Appen Girl, a $3.50 chance. So, uh, at the odds, happy to go with Empire Japan with, Six dollars available, um, and and make that the play in the um in the spirit of uh, Boom Classic. 
Well, let's have a look at the Doombin 10,000. It is the Ladbrokes Doombin 10,000, 1,200 metres at uh, Group 1. And uh, a bit of news for out of this race. We saw Thursday morning Eduardo uh, will be scratched. So it's going to head towards the Kingsford Smith. So uh, that's... Did he win it last year? Or he's a previous, anyway. I'm sure he's a previous. Yeah, I think two years yeah. ago. He won the race. I mean, two years ago he won the Doombin 10,000. But he comes out of it. Look, to, to the naked eye, everything points towards Giga Kick without looking too deeply into it. Of course, we know an Everest winner. Um, we saw him in a big win over the carnival there recently in Sydney as well. Comes to Queensland here. He's a short price favourite. On your metrics, facts, figures, does it all point towards Giga Kick or is it not as straightforward as it might seem, as I said, just to the, to the naked eye? Um, no, it does. It does um, point straight to him. He, he sort of stands out a bit like Zaki did last week. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great race, another great race, but sort of hard to see them beating him. If he, he ran a 69 when winning the All-Age Stakes a month ago, and if he can get anywhere near that figure, I'd suggest he'd be winning this race again. I, I really like his troll since the All-Age Stakes, stakes as well. He um he looked very good there, and, and just good to see him sort of kicking over again, because it was sort of, he had a couple of runs through, uh, hard runs through that um, Sydney Carnival, so just good to see that he's still fresh and, and, and still wanting to get out there and perform. Um, the other thing in his favour here is the, the gate, bar- barrier four. He's just going to lob in a lovely position. So he, he really does look to tick all the boxes on Sunday. He's got the ratings. He's got the race map. Um, we've seen that beautiful trial. And, of course, he's got um, Craig Williams sticking with him. So, yeah, as you say, he's he's not exactly a, a you know a betting proposition, really, unless you like taking the shorts. But he is the one to beat. I think the other three-year-old in the race, um, after Cabin, we've got his second pick. He was impressive in the Arrowfield Stud Sprint during the championships. He had to, didn't have everything go his way that day, but he put them away really impressively. He's one that um, I don't think we've seen the best of. There's a couple of horses in this race, like Yamazu's. Um, what else have we got in the race? Uh, well, we had Eduardo um, and those sort of horses that have maybe sort of reached their peak, and it's just on the decline you know, a little bit. But this Ask Cabin... I think he's sort of on the way up, and, and we don't really know what level he could get to. So we've got him second pick. Um, yeah, as I said, Giga Kick is in the, well, he or I wish I'll win at the best sprint in the country. You can sort of have your pick there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be very hard to beat here. And Aft Cabin is the one that on our figures could go to a, a level to challenge him. Um, as I mentioned, the rest probably just found their level and, and aren't good enough to beat him at the moment. So... Uh, if you want to have a Cornella or an Exactor or something, maybe Alpha Cabin is worth throwing in, but um, no spoil the odds. Giga Kick is our top pick in the Doombin 10,000. All right, so Giga Kick, the clear on top of there in the Doombin 10,000. All right, that's a bit of a look at a couple of the features across the weekend. What's the best bet across the weekend? Um, I'll Just before that, I'll just mention a horse. It's not often I do this, and I'll either look like <laughs> for your Saturday uh, uh, radio listeners, I'll look like a dud or a genius, but... <laughs> that uh, horse we mentioned last week that uh, won impressively at Doombin, Natalie, is in tomorrow at Gatton in the fourth race. Um, and, yeah, just just looks a very, very interesting horse. I mentioned last week that its figures on debut were that of a city-class horse, at least, and it matched and assemblies um, to boo in at, at Toowoomba as well. So it's in 1,100-metre benchmark 58 at Gatton tomorrow. So... Yeah, one I'd be keeping a very close eye on, um, and we were just talking about it. Interesting what price they go up. I hope we haven't ruined the price now, but it'd just be interesting what, <laughs> um, what price they go up tomorrow. So, 
yeah, keep an eye on that horse that's um, at Gatton tomorrow. Yeah, sure. so that's a, that's for our, for our early podcast listeners. That's so that's on the Friday. So Gatton races on the Friday. So have a look at that. So race four is that horse that we talk about. So Madeley Paul Wallace trained here in Toowoomba. So yeah, we'll see what. Uh, and uh, as we record Thursday morning, we'll see what price it goes up. Yeah, to, to step up for sure, it goes to a three-year-old benchmark 58 off obviously the 870 maiden. But uh, but like you said, the stats and facts and figures show that it, it could have debuted in a three-year-old benchmark 58 and it still would have won. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We've got it, and in this race, I'm just looking at the figures now, we've got it about seven and a half points clear of the next horse. So, um, yeah, it'd be very interesting. I'm going to look like, as I mentioned, I'm going to look like a dad or a genius that's um, yeah, tomorrow at, um, at Gatton. And let's hope for the best there. I'd, I'd be surprised if, um, I'd be surprised if she didn't run a very, very, very good race there. All right, so Madeley on the Friday. Well, what about Saturday then? What's the best well, on Saturday? Yeah, Saturday's hard because if you want to just say what's going to win, we'll gig a kick. But um, I'm pretty keen in the South Australian Derby. I know it's a bit a bit of a, a wuss way out to, to have two plays, but um, oh, I think, yeah, high approach each way is a fantastic bet at $15. Um, and then I, I do like this promise was kept as well. But, yeah, let's make high approach each way uh, the best of the weekend for a bit of value. All right, so for the value punters there, so plenty there. So about high approach, it is race seven, horse four in the derby. That's a look at our ratings review and preview, which is presented to you here on the program each week with thanks to Dynamic Form. It is Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds. So every runner, every meeting right across Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Singapore and other international jurisdictions, jump onto the website and learn why Dynamic Form is the form that you've been waiting for. That's the best way to do it. Jump onto the website and have a look. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's an explainer video there on the website and then obviously still running that seven-day free trial where you get dynamic form and dynamic odds for the seven days to play around with and um, plenty of racing going on. We've got the Scone Carnival and then Brisbane's just heating up. So, um, yeah, great time of year to get involved and, and start having a bit of a play. Yep, so it is dynamicform.com.au. Log on and see what it's all about. Jack, as always, thanks for joining us this week. Hopefully... We've given the punters a bit of intel to find a few winners. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, James. I'll speak to you next week. Dynamic Form, Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds. Every runner, every meeting across Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Singapore and other international jurisdictions. Personalise the form to suit you. Predictive rating for every runner. A comprehensive horse search database, speed maps, black books so you never miss a future winner. Dynamic Form and Dynamic Odds, the best combination in racing. Log on to www.dynamicform.com.au for a free meeting today.